First, let's talk short-term rentals with concerns about the impact Airbnb and other short-term rentals were having on the local rental market. Vancouver Council approved increasing the rental licensing fee from the current $109 uh, to $1,000 in 2024 in hopes that it can stop illegal short-term rentals uh, in the city. Uh, The increase would also generate about $2.7 million. Now, Lenny Zhao, who is an ABC City Council, spoke to our Mike Smith earlier today and spoke specifically on the increase uh, of the $1,000 fee and the difference it could make. Take a listen. This additional revenue generated from the uh, increased license fees will enhance our enforcement efforts by hiring more inspectors or the uh, enforcement officers could help us enhance our capability to identify and address these non-compliant short-term rental operations. It could also help us you know, invest data analytics tools and advanced technology that could make the enforcement process more efficient you know, we can easily track and communicate with these illegal short-term rental operators. I think also very important, it could help us support public engagement and the public education. You know, I think uh, we can raise the awareness of these short-term rental regulation and their consequences. That was uh, ABC Council Lenny Zhao from uh, earlier today. Joining me now is Pete Fry, he's a city councillor uh, with the Green Party right here in Vancouver. Councillor Fry, thank you for joining us. Hey, Jazz, good to be here. I so, got to say, I'm super stoked on your show coming up, though. I mean, the Dave Eby album review sounds I know, amazing. I'm very, I'm very and, and that GST is big news. That's yes. a really big deal, and I'm yeah, excited yeah. to hear about no, that. No, but you know, it's, it, it does speak to, I think, the collective will of municipal, provincial, and federal elected officials that... Housing is the issue. When you talk about housing and affordability, I think we're all figuring it out. Uh, and we could talk on this later, but it took us a long time to get into this mess. It's going to take a little bit of time to get out of it, too. Right? It sure will. Yeah. And that's a challenge. But let's talk about short-term rentals, first and foremost. Uh, this uh, increase to $1,000 in regards to licensing from 109 is this going to have any impact in your mind? You know, it's it, it did come a little bit out of left field. Um and I did vote to support it. Staff were recommending moving the dial. Uh, short-term li- right licenses were $109. They were suggesting moving it up to $450. All the long, all the while, uh, staff have been because I've brought this up before in the last term. Staff have been reluctant to increase the fees too much because they're worried that folks will just not get a license at all. Because as we know, uh, the MOU with Airbnb right now is kind of. Uh, it's voluntary. There's no mandate to put a license on your Airbnb listing, so folks don't actually have to necessarily get a license. And certainly, the license doesn't apply at all to platforms like VRBO or WeChat. So there is the concern that putting the license at too high a bar is going to drive people underground. And hmm. it makes it that much more challenging, obviously, to do enforcement. So I think that, you know, if, if it generates enough revenue, if we're assuming that every single person who has a license will willingly move from $109 to $1,000 and keep going with their Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, then we'll have a bunch of revenue to invest in enforcement. And I think there are tools that we could explore that could actually make short-term rentals, Airbnb or not, uh, a little bit better scrutinized here in the city of Vancouver. Uh, you talked about more enforcement, but there's so many, uh, obviously, locations in this city. Is this beyond the city scope just in regards to enforcing it? I mean, you can talk about hiring 10 more enforcement officers, let's say, I'm pulling that number out of the air. But there's so many residents, residences, it seems to me that you almost need some, a higher level of government to really come down on the exact rules in regards to what we're going to allow and what we're not going to allow. Yeah, and we are expecting some new provincial legislation this fall. And certainly, you know, if I put my UBCM hat on, and I'm a director on the Union of BC Municipalities, 
smaller communities don't have the resources to do that level of enforcement. So they're struggling with these same issues. And I can tell you that short-term rentals in a small community are even more impactful when, when they're denying that community affordable rental housing because folks realize I could make a lot more money Airbnb being this out to vacationers. And mm-hmm. so we know it's a real problem in smaller communities and they won't have the bylaw officers or the resources to do this themselves. So we're expecting the provincial legislation coming forward to add some kind of uh, increased enforcement or some kind of auditing tool or something to really better insulate communities from short-term rentals. Uh, this is a specific to Vancouver uh, issue, but uh, why not just ban it outright? Well, I mean, we haven't had that conversation, but I can tell you that we don't have the hotel rooms necessarily to accommodate all the visitors we have in the high season. But is that your problem? I mean, if you say, I mean, I'm, once again, communities, one would argue, are for local people. We live here. uh, The rules should be built for us, not the average visitor. I understand the visitors bring lots of dollars and employment from restaurants to taxis to everything. But communities still focus should, should the focus should be on local people. So why not ban it? Let the hotel industry and higher levels of governments, because Victoria, figure out the land issues. We need more. I think a thousand more hotel rooms. The region does figure that out. But don't take it. Don't let it impact local people. Yeah, you know, I agree with you, and I, I think we probably should never have licensed it in the first place. Yet here we are. And if you remember when Airbnb first came out. The idea was like, you're going on vacation for two weeks and you're renting out your place while you're gone. Mm-hmm. That was the original kind of notion of Airbnb. And I think that was the context in which uh, Vision Vancouver at the time created this licensing and this MOU with Airbnb. Obviously, it's not the case now. We know that there's tons of folks who are just like buying properties for the sole purpose of running them as an Airbnb, which is completely mm-hmm. illegal and, and non-consistent with, with our existing bylaws. Um, but here we are. They are in the sort of hotel ecosystem continuum. Mm -hmm. And we know that we've lost so many of our mid-range kind of hotel offerings over COVID. A lot of them just Mm -hmm. went out of business, sold their properties to the province to now run as as shelter for folks who are experiencing homelessness. So if you look at the hotel market right now, they're pretty expensive to get a room in Vancouver. You know, if you're looking at one of the big hotels, it's, I don't even know what the numbers are, but they're beyond my paycheck. So we need some kind of mid-range hotel offerings or accommodation offerings for folks in the city. That's, that's a, that's a thing. And it's, Mm -hmm. You know, tourism is still a big part of our industry. So if we're going to get rid of Airbnbs, then we really do need some kind of landing for what we're going to do for accommodation in the city. And it's a complicated equation. We are speaking to Pete Fry, the city councillor uh, here in Vancouver with the Green Party. We're talking about Vancouver City Council voting to uh, raise short-term rental fees to $1,000 from the 104. That's the licensing fee. Um Councillor Fly, I'm very curious, uh, for those people who treat this like a business, when you, um, you know, you rent out a suite, let's say, for $3,000 a month for a one-bedroom, yet these Airbnb folks, uh, let's say, would make $4,500 from that suite, so a net profit of $1,500 per month. And I've heard stories of people, there's four or five of these suites that they would rent. Like, you're not going to stop that be- that type of business, would you, with with, with the change, with, with the licensing fee I now? mean, I think we could be a lot more assertive with, with our auditing and, and enforcement. I mean, you look on the Airbnb, and you'll find what they call super hosts on Airbnb, and they have multiple properties that they're renting out. And, you know, it, it becomes very obvious that they have bought multiple units in the same building. And we were talking in the break about... Uh, some of the condos down around the stadium area in International Village. And there's buildings there that are just chock-a-block with Airbnbs because it's proximity to the stadium. So you can come down for a Canucks game or a Beyonce concert or whatever, make a mm-hmm. weekend of it, have a party, have you know, like have a place to stay. And so the residents who actually live there complain that the strata board's taken over by Airbnb operators who 
want to keep it just the way it is. They complain that, you know, there's guys throwing up in the elevator or smoking doobies on the, on the patio and disrespecting the building because they're just there to have a good time. And, you know, it's right by the stadium. So obviously that they will be having a good time. Yeah. But it doesn't make for a great residence for folks who are actually purchasing a home to live in. No. So uh, I'm sure you're, you're waiting, as you say, from, for provincial legislation in this uh, fall, fall session. Yeah. Coming soon. All right. Well, let's give it. Go to our open line. Give us a call six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell phone. Love to hear from you if you are an Airbnb operator or do you think this is enough in regards to raising uh, licensing fees? Because we still do has, as uh, Councillor Fry said, a shortage of hotels here in the Lower Mainland. I think the number was about fifteen hundred short uh, that we need for this type, for this market here uh, in the Lower Mainland. Uh, let's go to Matt in West Vancouver. Hi, Matt. Hey, how you doing, guys? I'm good, doing uh, just well. A quick thing, just a quick thing from somebody who's, uh, I am an Airbnb operator myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the operation that we have, it's not actually a rentable, like long-term rentable unit. It's more like a nanny suite. There's no kitchen mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. So it's a, you know, it sort of goes with, I think, the idea that the uh, Vancouver City Council's had for a while. But I think people need to look at this from a different perspective. Like, you guys are constantly talking about you know, these multiple, and there obviously are out there people that are operating, you know, 20, 30 Airbnbs and stuff like that. But what you need to realize is the majority of Airbnb hosts are people that need this income to keep themselves going, myself included. Mm-hmm. So if we don't, if we don't have this Airbnb income coming in, we're going to be homeless. So, you know, it's very expensive that we can all imagine here in the city, but it's just constantly like, oh, how are we going to get more homes? Let's shut down Airbnb. Let's tax Airbnb more and more. And it's, people are actually doing Airbnb, not necessarily because they want to. It's not the, the greatest experience to have people living within your own house, but people are doing it because they need to do this to afford that. And that's simply why I wanted to call in because it's just being painted with such a negative brush and it's all these capitalists and all that. And although I agree with capitalism and all that, I don't think it's, if I buy a condo, I don't believe it's my job to rent that out. I think that's just uh, a very, you know, naive way of looking at things. Matt, I'm, to- Matt, I'm curious. Would you be comfortable just telling us how much you would make, like, clear in a month uh, as you rent the, your uh, nanny suite out for Airbnb? Well, I mean, it, it fluctuates, right? So yeah. summer would be your best month. So you could get anywhere from 100 to is pretty good and it's sorry uh, we missed you you, know, you you cut out there what was the price uh, what would you make uh, about uh, you'd be looking at about 100 to 200 dollars a night i'd say okay and you'd be you, you know in summer you'd be occupied 100 percent of the time now you know in, in october or february or something like that the price mm-hmm. obviously fluctuates as does the occupancy and there's a lot of work involved and the other angle to this is like you sort of alluded to before the commercial break is there's a shortage of of uh of hotel units so if you all of a sudden just stop Airbnb or tax it or make it to some some point where people, it's no longer economical for them to run it, where are all these tourists going to stay? You understand when these tourists come, where are they eating? They're not eating the place that I live because there's no kitchen there. Yeah. They're going out. They're going into tourism places. They're spending money. Matt, you thank you. I appreciate the call. <laughs> Sorry to be to cut you off. I just wanted to get to a few of our other callers. We're running out of time here. Uh, thank you for your call. Really appreciate it. Good information. Let's go to Toby in Vancouver. Hi, Toby. Yeah, hi, Jazz. How you doing? Good, thank you. What's on your mind? Yeah, so very similar to your previous caller, I also operate an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a, it's a space that's in my house that can never be a long-term rental. My, my, You know, it's kind of a nanny suite. There's no kitchen. My mom lives there part of the year. We have some other family that visits us. In the time that it's available, we 
rent it out on Airbnb, but we're not in any way denying anybody a long-term rental with our operation. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's really unfair to paint us with the same brush as the people who are operating, um, you know, 10 properties. I mean, let's go after those guys, but don't punish the guys like us that are, you know, really trying to keep up with the cost of living in the city. Yeah, Toby, thanks for your call. Uh, Councillor Fry, both uh, calls are actually really important. Like we do, the totally. headline always says the guy, with the super host with 10 suites, but there's a lot of folks like yeah. Toby there. That- and I appreciate that Matt and Toby both are kind of compliant with the spirit of our existing bylaw. And it's, it's, it's a suite within your home. It's a room within your home. It's not a standalone unit that you purchased for the sole purpose of Airbnb. So, so that's great. And I mean, I think what, and a thousand bucks is not nothing for sure, but I think where it becomes attractive to us as counselors is, is the notion that, that local taxpayers aren't actually paying for that. Yeah. So this is something that would be passed on to the consumer and, you know, presumably it's going to be kind of inflating all the Airbnb prices across the board, presumably because they're all getting licenses, which we know isn't the case, but, but really it would just be sort of like, you know, they'll add 10, 20 bucks to the cost of their Airbnb and they will cover that excess license cost. And yeah. it's, and so it's passing on to the consumers who don't live in the city of Vancouver and who are paying tourist dollars anyway. So it seems a little bit less painful for us. And then it would allow us, in fact, to do better enforcement of the people who are really exploiting the rules. And it'll allow the Matt and Tobys uh, less kind of illegal, unethical competition. And they can run their Airbnbs as they are doing legally within the spirit of the bylaw. And they won't have to deal with these unscrupulous folks who are out there who are exploiting the bylaw. Well, it's going to be interesting between what you're saying and what the provincial government does in regards to their legislation that should come next month. It'd be very Hopefully this issue is dealt with over the next couple of months because something has to happen. And hopefully between municipal and provincial, we can actually solve this <laughs> once and for all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Councillor Fry, thanks for your time. My, my pleasure, Jazz. Nice to see you. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.